Hey, Pam, I have a question for you. What do you got, Ryan? So I'm hearing the city council comparing the landing on the moon in 1969 to their proposed parking garage. Do they have anything in common? (laughs) I would say one small step for man and one giant leap backwards for Loveland taxpayers. Hello all and welcome to the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for iamloveland.com. I am your host, the Loveland Tadler, R.D. Kulik, and getting me out of my padded cell where I'm sitting there screaming and ranting and stuff is the greatest other host, Pam Gross. Welcome back, Pam. Uh, glad to have you here. And I know the listeners are too. I've heard quite a few things that sometimes they need you to calm me down. <laughs> well, that's very nice. Ryan, I do want to tell you how much I appreciate you handling the past several podcasts solo. As you know, this has been a very difficult This has been a very difficult month for me. My mom sadly passed away right before Thanksgiving. And why I would would not normally discuss any of this, but I do want to thank many of you who've reached out uh, to me with your kind words and your thoughtfulness. And I just want you to know that it is greatly appreciated. And I do want to say my mama loved this podcast. And so we are going back to business. Yes. No, I, I like I said, all my condolences and everybody, they've, they've reached out to me asking, too, how you were doing. So it's, it's good that we have an audience that is very caring and it means a lot to us. It does. And I am going to miss my mom terribly. And uh, we're just going to, you know, continue to move forward. Yeah. And everybody, it's... Uh, it's the holiday season, so, I mean, cherish these moments, I guess, is the best thing I can say. This is what it reminds us of. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, on a completely weird shift here, Pam, are you ready to talk about moonshots? <laughs> ready. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, um, we're recording this, obviously, after the last city council meeting, which was on the 8th of December. And it was one of these typical, usually in December, they only have one council meeting, which programming note, this might even be a surprise to you, Pam, is they have another council meeting next week. So we'll probably have another show out next week is what I'm saying. <laughs> but normally there's just one meeting in December, but they said they have a lot of work to do. And I found that kind of surprising because when I looked at the agenda, it didn't seem like much. They're getting the budget ready, just kind of very basic the types of things that any municipal government, any government is doing at the end of the year. And we're not in a lame duck session like we are at the state level or even at the federal level. This council, we're in, we're in the odd years. So there, it's not really cleanup, just very basic stuff, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, what I think should have been about a 40-minute meeting turned out to be an hour and 40-minute meeting. And it was because there was a discussion surrounding the Loveland parking garage. And as we have, uh, it's been popular lately, Pam, that we play the council clips instead of us paraphrasing what they're saying. I'm going to let Councilman Tim Butler kind of introduce the topic, and then I want to get your thoughts on what he said. I would suggest to council that now is not the right time to commit five to seven million dollars of the city's budget uh, to the parking garage for the following reasons. Uh, first off, this is, as far as I can tell from researching, the largest single expenditure on a single project, perhaps in the city's history. There may be some larger, but I haven't come across any. Um, This city has been in emergency status now for nine months. This council has on multiple occasions rejected efforts to move out of the status because, and I I appreciate and respect these uh, positions, of the uncertainty, um, the danger, 
and the potential for um, harm to the public good for coming out of emergency status. Given the uncertain revenue status for the city, in large part because of COVID, most communities are scaling back or postponing large capital projects. I saw one um, uh, city in Southwest Ohio say that this is a boring budget year. No city is, is committing to large projects because of all the uncertainty about COVID. Number two, we still don't have a revenue model uh, or data model for generating revenue or paying for the structure. I don't think it's fair to taxpayers to burden them for 20 to 30 years without this data. In short, we haven't done our homework. Uh, we can still do that homework, but to gather this data, we need time. I don't think that 2021 is the year to, to pursue and move forward with this significant of a project without that data. Even our own data model suggests that the parking garage could generate at best about $95,000 a year. And under that data model, which we paid for, um, it's clear that the majority of the time that parking garage would be empty. So is this really the right thing for the city of Loveland and us as council members to commit um, in light of an uncertain budget time? All right, Pam, I'm going to start this off by saying that Councilman Tim Butler makes a lot of really, really great points. As a matter of fact, it sounds exactly like the points you and I have been making for about a year and a half now. Would you agree? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We've been talking about this since May of 2019. So it sounds to me like Mr. Butler has taken really, really good notes of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. And this is here's my biggest question. OK, look, I'm going to be fully transparent out here. I don't like this garage. I don't think we should be building this garage. I think this garage is a giveaway to out-of-town business interests at the expense of taxpayers' backs. And so part of me wants to applaud Mr. Butler for staying up for the taxpayer. Here's a couple of things, though, that need to be made clear. First off, no matter what he says now, no matter what Councilman Butler says now, he voted for this. In the end of May, 2019, when they had this proposal to buy this land and then to whatever the city manager wanted to do with the land. And back then, Pam, we'll talk a little bit about this too. They're all saying, oh, we don't know what we're going to do with the land yet. And we're going to have public engagement, all this other stuff. They needed six votes because this was an emergency. So the public had zero input on this. They needed six votes to move it forward. Councilman Tim Butler was one of those six votes. So if he is now claiming that he has all these concerns. He had none of those concerns when he voted for it a year and a half ago. So he is the deciding vote. If this gets built, it gets built because Councilman Tim Butler voted for it. You'd agree with that, right? Absolutely, because they did it by emergency. And when you do anything by an emergency, it has to have six council votes. And if you recall, Ryan, I think there was a council member that was actually missing on that particular at that particular meeting. And so they had to have six, they only had six council members, so they all had to be unanimous. One of those council members is Mr. Butler. And that's why for him to now say the things that he's saying, you get no credit for that, Mr. Butler. You created this mess. You did. And hey, I will be the first to admit that I have done things in my life that I have later regretted or have had to apologize for or anything like that. Heck, I've probably done one or two of them today to my dog or something. I get that sometimes you have to reflect back and go, I didn't make the right decision back then. All right, Councilman Butler, 
Why don't you say that next time? Why don't you say, yes, I voted for this and I was wrong. And everything I'm asking for now, I've listened to some really, really smart people out there. There's a great podcast out there that I listen to. And they brought up a lot of good points that I never saw back in May of 2019. So I made the wrong vote. You know what? Stand up for yourself. I mean, have a little honor, okay? If you're just doing this because it's an election year, then the people of Loveland will see how, how um, what's the best word I can use for this? How false that is. The second part of this is they did have a public hearing later on. And if you go listen to it, I'm not going to play the clips, but a very smart uh, Loveland resident by the name of Ryan Kulik spoke at this. And the city manager said that, yeah, the public hearing was kind of pointless. We did a podcast on that, Pam. I mean, we've done what, like 10 podcasts on this? Yeah, almost. Absolutely. And like I said, they go back to May of 2019. And as a service to the community, I'm actually going to, when we do our little blog post on this, I'm actually going to put the links to the various podcasts so that people, if you haven't listened to them, you need to listen to them. Because every single thing that Tim Butler outlined as for his reasoning about why it should be stopped or backtracked or put on hold Every one of those things we already talked about in our podcast. That's why I said he must have taken really great notes <laughs> because th- those were all of our points. But I want to go back to two things that you said here. One, I agree that if Mr. Butler believes that he made or cast a wrong vote, then he should stand up and just say that. People make mistakes all the time. Be principled. And stand up and say, you know what, as I've looked back on this, as I've done my research now as to why you didn't do the research prior to the vote, that's a whole different podcast. But now that I've done my research, I realize I've made a mistake. That's what principled people do. This sounds like someone who knows and is up for re-election. That's what this comes off for me. To me, this is not principled. But you said something else that I want to correct. You said that they had a public hearing on the land. Not really. They called it a public hearing, but it really wasn't a public hearing because they had already given authorization. We have already executed documents and everything else in regards to the purchase of the land. It was already a done deal. And when you spoke, that was one of the things that the city manager said. Well, yeah, it's not really a public hearing. Yeah, you're right. So it was deception is my point. No, no. And the deception is a great, great word because Councilman Butler, he was in 2017 when he was a candidate. He would come up and speak in city council a lot. and He'd go door to door and he was being backed by that pack that was being run by Bernie Sanders supporters that were splitting the community apart. And they're all splitting it apart. I mean, there was the lie of Loveland Station, but there was also the talk of uh, redeveloping City Hall. And while you were on council, you were on CIC, you guys were in the early processes of just, okay, figuring out how you're going to conduct public hearings. As a matter of fact, I was at a council meeting where the head of the CIC at the time went up there and talked about all the different public hearings you guys were going to have. And and he went through all the different pro formas, which were very important anytime you're doing any kind of project that you're going to use taxpayers' money. You want to know the various scenarios. Well, candidate Butler at the time, along with then council member Rob Weisgerber, council member Kathy Bailey and council member Ted Phelps, they were all yelling and screaming and joining the mob that was splitting the community and saying, 
you guys were going to build this without any public hearings and nobody knows anything and this is all being done in the dark. Pam, every single thing they accused that council of, they are doing right now with this garage. They have had zero public input on the sale of the land. They have had zero public input on the building of the garage. And they go through, we're not going to play all their comments. I'm going to play another one in a moment here, though. But they all go through and they talk about, oh, everybody loves this project and everybody's united. How do we know? They have never had a public hearing. They have never, and Councilman Butler needs to call them out on this. Councilman Butler needs to say, when I ran in 2017, I believed what they were doing, even though this is a lie. If you said, I believe what was going on with City Hall redevelopment was wrong, we are doing the exact same thing. Everybody needs to understand what they accuse that council, falsely accuse that council of doing, they are actively doing right now. Neil Worry used to regularly come into council when he was not on council, accusing when I was on council that the current majority, that we were doing things behind closed doors. And it was deceiving. I want to remind everybody from the last council meeting that Mr. Ori admitted that he does that very thing. Mm -hmm. I believe his quote was, folks, don't forget, there's a lot of things that go beyond this chair. Yeah, it was like, go on behind this chair. Yeah, this chair. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the thing. These people are the biggest hypocrites. And I know we're not shocked by that by no. politicians. <laughs> I say I almost fell out of my chair. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I'm glad that you keep saying that because everybody needs to be reminded of this. These people came to power saying things that were false, accusing people of doing things they were not doing. And yet now they are doing the very things that they accused other people of doing and admitted in public. Yeah, and of course lots of things go on behind these, you know, this this desk or this chair. Actually, I think it was the desk. Yeah. And then you've got Mr. Blair over, you know, we have lots of discussions over pizza in the hallways. Yeah. Let's talk but about the this. Other thing oh, is I do want to go to one other thing. Is because I think this is important is that I believe it was in May of 2019 there was a resident who came and spoke to council and it was right when they were doing this whole emergency vote they had already passed it. And this resident got up and asked a bunch of questions in regards to what's this going to cost? Why haven't you had any discussions with the public? Is there opportunities for private development? Do we really need a parking garage? All of the things we discussed on our podcast here now is a resident who is coming to council and asking questions of his quote, elected representatives. And at that meeting, Rob Weisgerber stated to that resident, that before there is any commitment made to the use of this land, the public will have an opportunity for input. Ryan, that has never, ever happened. Well, it's a lie. It is. It's It's a plain. I'm sorry. There's no other word. It's not deception. It's it's a lie. They have decided to build a parking garage and the public has never, ever, ever had any input. And then I want to remind everybody That in February of 2020, there was another resident who came to council to ask questions in regards to this parking garage. I'm using air quotes. I don't know why. (laughs) I know. It's it's an audio medium, but I I do the same thing all the time. (laughs) But she asked questions 
And this person lives directly across the street from where the parking garage is going to be built. And she's asking questions now. Do we need this? Have you talked to the public? What's it going to cost? What's it going to look like? And at that meeting, it was Miss Bailey who dismissed this resident who is directly impacted by this particular development or this particular building of the parking garage. And she told her that there'll be plenty of opportunities for her to voice her, her concern and that she said, be sure to come to the public hearings so that you can speak. Again, Miss Bailey, there has never been a public hearing on the parking garage. So when you say that, you're not telling the truth. Well, I'm about to play some comments from Councilman Kent Blair. But before we do that, in reference to everything you said just there, if you guys go through and you want to listen to our podcast or you want to watch these council meetings, I will say this podcast is a lot more enjoyable than those council meetings. But if you look at it, there's this evolution of every time somebody comes to say something, they're like, oh, you'll have your chance to talk. But just like with the last council meeting where they where they voted to rezone the area off Route 48 against local neighbors' wishes, they had all already made up their mind. Mayor Bailey had even said, we don't take these decisions lightly. Yes, you do, because you don't listen to the people. That is the definition of taking them lightly. And Councilman Bateman trying to have it both ways, but he ends up voting against the people of Loveland. They've already made up their mind. So in this year and a half, when they've talked about, well, you guys will have a chance to have your say, they showed at this meeting last night, Pam, that they've already decided they're going to vote for this. I could play all of their comments, and it's a variety of different ways that they're they're twisting themselves into knots in order to support an unpopular project. So no matter what a Councilman Bateman or a Councilman Ori says, this is not popular with the public. Okay, I can show them our listener numbers and the emails we get and the people we talk to, and it's not popular. If it was so popular, you would have your public hearings, and you would have those people talking about how great it is. But as far as I know, not a single resident of the city of Loveland has supported this. It's all been out-of-town business interests that support this garage because it's a giveaway to them. But Pam, and I want to prepare you in the audience for this is, uh, this is kind of cringeworthy, what we're about to play. I want you to hear what Councilman Kent Blair, why he supports this garage, what his reasoning is. And I want you guys to all know after you hear this, this is what the other six members of council, including the vice mayor and including the mayor, this is what they believe. Um, I want to thank my colleague, Councilman Butler, for his thoughtful and careful and reasoned um, expression of opinion. And um, I listened to it very closely. And while some of it I agree with, the, the, the gist of, of his opinion reminded me, and I'm going to take advantage of my advanced age, it reminded me of much of the public opinion back in 1968-69 when we were about to go to the moon. And there was a lot of cause, calls for why are we spending all this money to send people to the moon? When there's so many problems right here on Earth that we should be that we should be worried about, and my response at the time is similar to the response that I have to to uh, my colleagues um, my colleagues' points of view that 
if we spent as much time, we spend way too much time looking at our shoes and not enough time looking to the stars. And yes, there are a thousand reasons uh, you can come up with why we shouldn't why we shouldn't be doing something big. And yes, um, um, there's lots of there's lots of unanswered questions now and and um, uh, situations that we have to consider before we make the final decision to go for for liftoff on the garage. But we have to we have to look ahead. We have to think about what the future is, what the future opportunity is for the city and for the the people that live in the city. Um, I am a I am a huge fan of the, the of the garage. Anybody who knows me knows that. But I think we have to we we can deal with all of the unknown as most many of the unknowns as possible along the way. But we have to commit to go. And and I I felt that way um, long after Neil Armstrong, a fellow Ohioan. Uh, was the first to step on the moon. I, I, it, it, if you want to get me crazy in a hurry, let's start talking about why we're not on Mars already. That aside, and, and we can look at Mars as being, uh, Loveland Madeira Road. We'll fix Loveland Madeira Road, but we have to, we have to commit to do it just the same as we have to commit to the garage and go forward and answer the questions that are attendant along the way. That's my point of view. Okay, I want to apologize at the very beginning when we kind of made light of landing on the moon and building a parking garage. Pam, landing on the moon was a big freaking deal. Building a parking garage in Loveland is not. And I don't know what in the holy being that may be Councilman Kent Blair is talking about. But that is a man, that is a journey he's going on to justify building a useless parking garage. You got any thoughts about Loveland's moonshot? (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, after listening to that, and I've listened to it twice now, (laughs) this is what, uh, this is all I can say about Kent Blair and his statement. This is a special kind of stupid. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, seriously, to equate, the moon landing and the scientific and technological advances that came from that, that truly changed the world to equate that to a parking garage, to use the analogy to a parking garage. Like I said, that is a special kind of stupid there, I think there's a term or something talked about how the moon landings were for the benefit of mankind. You know, kind of this idea <laughs> yes. of, uh, of yeah, we do this. Or what did uh, Kennedy say? We do this not because it's easy. What President Kennedy said. We do this, not Dave Kennedy, President John Kennedy. I want to make sure. <laughs> um, we do this not because it's easy, but because it's hard. It, it's huge. And to this day, Pam, when we talk about moonshots, we are talking about extraordinary things, things that will change the world. This is the uh, the level of intellect that we are getting from our city council. And yes, it is cringeworthy to hear Councilman Kent Blair talk this way, compare this garage to, to that project. Even at one point, again, I'm not going to play it, but I think even Councilman Butler was kind of shocked by it. But I figured, I wrote in my notes, this is just not smart. 
I wrote a worse word than that, but that's basically what I said. But you know what? Right after Councilman Blair spoke, Councilman Phelps spoke and said, I agree with Councilman Blair. And then right after that, I believe it was Councilman Bateman spoke and he said, I believe with Councilman Phelps and Councilman Blair. And then right after that, Councilman Ori spoke and said, I believe in, and this is why we call them bobbleheads, Pam, is you had Councilman Tim Butler making his argument, which I would say is the argument of the voice of the people, which is why we call this the voice of Loveland. So always a shameless plug for us. But he's making his point. And then Councilman Blair makes this ludicrous, uh, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous comparison. And then the other five members of the council all say, I agree with that. So, (laughs) oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I agree with you because, you know, he said this is our moonshot. Okay, seriously, dude, a moonshot would be and and you, you have to remember, you're talking about something that changed the world, the moon landing, mm-hmm. and brought us all kinds of technological advances to a freaking parking garage in the city of Loveland. What would be your moonshot? What would have been a better analogy for Mr. Blair was the fact that if we were building more of a futuristic kind of parking garage, we were doing something that no one else in the United States is doing parking garages. And making a parking garage so that as time goes by and parking, the traditional parking garage becomes more antiquated, that we are able to retrofit it. That's a moonshot. Yeah. Like I said, special, <laughs> special kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. And that's being generous, saying things like that, because this is, and Councilman Kent Blair is great at doing this about how, listen to what I say because I'm the smartest person in the room here, which, you know, he's not. Let's just accept it what it is. But the rest, the rest of this council, it seems, has this notion of, well, we get to make these decisions. We made this decision. But in the end, again, you said it. I've said it numerous times. They got into power by dividing the community because they felt like the community had no voice. And to go back to what Councilman Butler said, this is what we believe the most expensive project in Loveland's history. And it's not anything life-changing. It's not anything that moves our city forward. It's not something that makes us the envy of the community or the world around us, Pam. It is a parking garage. That's it. And this is what they believe. This is what our six members of our city council, including the mayor and the vice mayor, believes is the apex of Loveland's creativity. That is ridiculous. We deserve so much better, Pam. I don't care if Councilman Blair says he supports this garage. I know he supports it because Mayor Bailey supports it, and he does anything she says. Guys, I I guess the point is it's time to start holding these people accountable. I agree. You know, Ryan, I kind of want to sum this up a little bit because I was just been sitting here just kind of keeping some notes as I was listening to this. And obviously, I listened to the council meeting in its entirety. And I heard Ted Phelps talk about how we have to do this be, and, and the parking garage is important because it has direct costs, indirect costs. And one of the things he brought up was it will increase property values and it will create payroll taxes. And then, of course, you know, I had to listen to Andy Bateman, who said, golly gee, this has got support throughout the community. Here's, here's basically what I've got in a nutshell. Here are the facts about the parking garage. They voted to buy land to build a parking garage via emergency. They needed six votes. Mr. Butler all of a sudden now decides that, oops, I didn't really vote for it. I've got all these other concerns. The reality is, is he voted for it and it caused the start of all of this. 
we were promised from that that the public would have public hearings and that they would have an opportunity to have questions answered in terms of how much it's going to cost, what are the revenue projections, what are the budget projections, do we really need this, all of those. We were promised that. We never, ever, ever got that opportunity. And every one of those council members said that we would and we didn't. The other thing is there's never been an economic study ever done. And here's the thing, going back to Mr. Phelps and all his indirect costs, property values, you think building a parking garage next to somebody's house is going to increase their property value? <laughs> how, how would Mr. Phelps like it if we decided to go over there where he lives and build a parking garage in his front yard? How about that? He also says, well, it'll increase the payroll taxes. Really? How do you know that? Show me that. Because we know by Kennedy, the city manager's own admission, that those business downtown are all insignificant to the finances to the city of Loveland. So what Mr. Phelps said there is not true. I encourage everyone, if they want, I get accused of taking stuff out of context, which I don't understand how that can be done when I'm using their own voices, but whatever. Go watch this yourself and see Again, the pretzels they twist themselves in to say this is popular. If Councilman Phelps is right, then he should embrace an economic study. And when, that, and when that economic study comes back and it doesn't have the figures he likes, then he should look at reality and say, oh, I don't support this garage. If Councilman Bateman is right and everybody supports it, then he should be calling for a public hearing now. Everything we've asked for, you guys should just, you can prove it now. But this is what they've proven. They're going to vote by emergency for things. They're going to do everything in secret. They've already empowered the city manager to do all this stuff. And when they told you back in May of 2019, oh, we haven't fully decided. Pam, it is now December of 2020. Yes, they have. They said they have fully decided. Six of these council members are all for. By the way, there's a pandemic going on too, Pam, and we are going to be losing revenue to the city. They have decided that they want to push forward on this 10 plus million dollar useless giveaway to out-of-town yes. interest. And, and this goes back to, we'll go back to what I started with, with here are the facts, because here are some more facts. Mr. Butler said that this is, first off, this is being done. It's in the budget. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole conversation was about. The appropriation of the money in the budget to build the parking garage. It's done. So for anyone to say that this is a proposed parking garage, it is not. It is being financed in our budget to build a parking lot. But going back to one of the first clips that you played of Mr. Butler, he talks about the fact that this is five, maybe we shouldn't be spending five to seven million dollars at this time. This thing is going to cost over 10, over 10 million dollars. Mm -hmm. There's not any discussion on any of this. And we're incurring debt. Anywhere between two hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars a year in new debt. Well, golly gee, don't ever ask the council about old debt that we already have, because if you recall, we just did a million dollar expansion and improvement for our safety center, a million dollar bond. That's debt, folks. And guess what? It didn't cost a million dollars. Oh, it's there over. were all kind. There were all kinds of cost overruns, well in excess of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But no, nope, let's not talk about that either. Because according to Rob Weisgerber, our budget's strong. It can handle it. Well, so 
like I said, we're sitting here at the end of December, and there's going to be another council meeting next week. So we'll see how much more money they're going to waste and throw away. But 2021's approaching, and they're going to start building this useless garage and putting all this debt on us. And guys, there are four council seats up, which it is time to take control. It is time for the people of Loveland to be represented on this council, and not just six people that believe building a garage is on the same wavelength of the Apollo moon missions. <laughs> I mean, guys, <laughs> not only do we deserve better representation for our pocketbook, for our checkbooks, we deserve better representation for our intellect, okay? So <laughs> just, we're, we're going to be talking a lot. Four seats, control of that council, and ending the wasteful spending of the Kathy Bailey years. That is what's what's at stake next year. I agree. Folks, it's time for you to step up. Yep. And You've hey. got to run for council because this is not sustainable. No. And we deserve better. Oh, we deserve so much better. I mean, yes. hey, you guys want to be like Cincinnati in the streetcar? Fine. Keep yeah. these people in charge because that's exactly what they're doing. that's what the parking garage yeah. is. And it so, just doesn't have any wheels. No, no. <laughs> Somehow it's even stupider. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, well, majority of times could be empty anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With all that being said, the Voice of Loveland podcast for Island Loveland is a production of Island Community. This episode was written, engineered, mixed, and little technical things. We're doing it over Skype here as we just do what's best in order to try to have the greatest holidays we can by Pam Gross and Ryan Kulik. And the music is by my father-in-law, Sherrod Sate. Well, that's what I got, Pam. I, I'm, I'm so glad to have you back so I'm not sitting here ranting and raving. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our podcast. And everyone, please be informed, be involved, be influential. 